1: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Cubs lose the opener to Wilson Contreras and the Cardinals 3-1. to one. Cody Helmendo was there. He looks cold. Jared Willis is still there. He doesn't look as cold because he's got a nice, warm vest. He's going to talk to us about Christopher Morrell. And I believe that Ryan Herrera will join us to talk about Wilson Contreras some uh, he was also at the ball game in just a bit. Uh, I mean, guys, really, this is the same. There are so many storylines, right? But just from the game first, obviously, it was the offense. The offense didn't score enough runs. For me, the Wilson thing was overshadowed. The score was overshadowed by watching Nico Horner come up lame trying to run a third base. And Jared, if there's a positive to this, which there isn't much of one, <laughs> It's it's that at least Christopher Morrell's already here and he's playing great and everybody's been crying to see Christopher Morrell but this is not the way you want to see Morrell getting into games.
2: <laughs> you want Hello? me to? You want you? I can go. You sure. Okay. I uh, I was waiting for Jared to go. Um, yeah, I don't think he can hear us. Um. Okay. So yeah, obviously I was there and. Uh, <laughs> You know, nine guys left on base. One for seven with runners in scoring position. I thought they had some chances early off Michaelis. Uh, didn't get it done. Uh, and then you really saw if the Cardinals were playing like the team that they are supposed to be at the beginning of the game um, or about at the beginning of the year, yeah. you saw the strength in their pitching is their bullpen. And – um yeah. So is but as far as like Nico Horner, yeah, the Cubs probably score two. He probably scores if he doesn't get hurt on that play. I, I that's all I could think whenever. Yeah. I mean, and out. then they
1: probably still lose three to two. But like, well, it would, they would have given a lead. They, they would forgot a, a different game. Yeah. Um.
2: Again, I'm not making excuses. I mean, the Cubs got to they got to figure out how to do this. But from a game perspective, I think the biggest the biggest thing is. Horner's health, of course. I don't know who would be this next in line to even bat leadoff tomorrow. If he – if he
1: or Morrell, I would guess. It's got to be – it's probably one of the two, right? I mean, Cody, the scary thing is that this team coming into tonight, the last 10 games, was hitting 175 with runners in scoring position. That's with Nico Horner in the lineup. You know, Um, they they need to score – they need to score more runs and they they need to drive in guys when they're in scoring position. So Mm -hmm. maybe Morel helps that obviously, you know, losing Nico Horner's not going to help the offense. Um, No, I don't know how bad it is. I've seen, you know, non-doctors on Twitter saying, ah, if it, if it was a real bad grade two tear, he, he never would have made it around second base. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's not good. He was limping. He, he, Sure, he didn't want to come out of the game. He he was hurt. And it's definitely a hamstring. Like, yeah. there's no way it's not a hamstring injury. Right. And, oh, yeah. So, I don't it's, like that. It's definitely – and the fact that it was cold probably didn't help either. And they um, played 13 straight, as Joe Girardi kept saying on the broadcast. I know you were at the game, but he was like, listen, 13 straight games, they played all day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It went on and on and on the game. And now he comes out, it's cold. And I don't – you can't necessarily blame that on, on the injury, but – those are facts that they did play 13 straight games and he did play a long game the day before. So yeah, I, Jared, can you hear us now? I was just saying yeah, like, this, got isn't you guys scenario. this isn't the scenario you want Morrell to get playing time, but uh, thank goodness you have the depth of a guy like that sitting at AAA who was up even before the injury tonight.
3: Yeah. And that's one of the things that came up uh, before the game was okay. Morel's here. And one of the things that, we know he's going to need is consistent at bats. Uh, But obviously you don't want it to happen this way Um, because preferably he's coming in outfield third base a little bit Um, and, you know, second base if need be, but, and I did ask in, you know, after the game, I asked David Ross, was this a spot where you thought about morale or was it, did it just not feel like the right time? And his response was, you know, this, this just wasn't the moment to, to bring him back in so um you know for what it's worth and it could be i know he got here from from iowa today so maybe it was the call was made beforehand like we're just really going to try to not to use him if unless we really have to and just give him a day to get here and, and get reacclimated and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's um it's frustrating because yeah they, they have the depth to some degree but you hate to see nico who's been such a a big part of the top of that lineup so important up there so important on defense it makes a huge difference when he's he's not there and so you know we'll see there the word from the cubs was you know we're gonna see how things look in the morning tomorrow um and then you know kind of go from there so unfortunately on that front no real updates until
2: until tuesday Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i I don't really know where Morel fits in um, in the lineup with Nico out. I don't particularly want him leading off. I think that adds on extra pressure for him, even though he's done it before. Um, But I mean, I guess we'll see. But that I mean, that's honestly that's one of the biggest things why I'm worried about Horner because he was your consistent leadoff guy who's been like i said consistent all season so i he's kind of like the guy that they can't really afford to lose honestly and, and so i'm i'm very worried about horner's health so hopefully we get good news tomorrow like you said jared um but it, it will be very the lineup will be very interesting tomorrow if horner's out and i i assume he will be
1: and you know what's interesting about the morell thing too is that you know Everybody, even on our podcast, fans, broadcasters, everybody out there, everybody wanted to see Matt Mervis get get the chance. And he's had some nice at bats too. Um, but for everybody that cried for the first month of the season, that this game would have been this game we would have won because Mervis was here, and then you watch yesterday, he had multiple chances to win the game, and it didn't it didn't work out for him. That's not to blame Matt Mervis for for Sunday's loss, but that's just the reality he was in the game he could have wanted and they didn't. So now the next thing was M- Morrell needs to be here. Morrell needs to be here. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't want to put that same pressure on Christopher Morrell either. I don't think it's fair to either guy. I just want him to come up and play good baseball, but to think that Morrell and or Mervis will carry the Cubs because Horner might be out or likely will be out for a little bit. Um, Boy, I think it's going to have to be more than just one player to pick it up. You know, it's going to, Bellinger's going to have to get hot. Dansby's going to have to get hot again. I I watched the chat before, you know, we were waiting to go on here and it was like there were a lot of people on here and I don't disagree. Saya didn't have spring training, but at what point are we going to start to worry about Saya kind of like being slow starting at the plate? Like, I think he's a guy you could, you could definitely use more from. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, one for four tonight with a strikeout. I think in that first inning he had a huge a big opportunity to help them score and he didn't come through. Uh I I keep telling people to be patient because no spring training, but I'm not against moving him down the lineup at this point just because like the offense is scuffling. Uh, to be honest, the offense isn't scuffling. It's scuffling when they have runners on base. Uh they have been able to get guys on. They just haven't been getting them in. And I understand they weren't going to hit 353 or whatever I said a week and a half ago uh, all year with runners in scoring position. But um, this team has shown that they can do it. It's just that they haven't been doing it lately, uh, especially the last ten games. And um, Go
3: ahead. Yeah, and to, and to some extent this is the kind of thing where you're going to see a team – kind of swing back and forth in this way. They're going to go through stretches where it's like they drive in every runner that gets to second base and then some stretches like this where they keep getting them there and then they just they just can't get them in. And, you know, I kind of want to go back to like what Luke said. Is we we do tend to see where there's this idea that, well, when Mervis gets here or when Morel gets here, that, that this is going to spark plug the offense. And we know that that can sometimes happen. But the reality is, is that they're scoring one run, not because of one spot in the lineup where they need some kind of a change. This is because there are, you know, as like Cody, as you're kind of getting into is there's multiple places in the lineup where they're not getting the same production the last couple of weeks that they were getting maybe those first three and a half weeks of the season. You know, yeah. when Swanson started off as hot as he did, um, you know, and, you know, Bellinger has been really good. Uh, but there are still, you know, some spots where he could have produced tonight and mm-hmm. he didn't. And so it's, you know, yeah, like there, there's high hopes for what Mervis can eventually do and what Morrell can do when he gets he does get into the lineup, which is probably going to be tomorrow. Um, but this is this isn't this offense isn't struggling because they need a guy to come out there and, and do it. And we all know that. But it's still it's like. You know, it's hard not to watch what Morell and Mervis were doing in Iowa and think, "Oh man, if they were just up here, what what a difference it would make!" Um, but you know, as as we're seeing now, it doesn't always work out that way. So I am you, you, you had
1: to guess, if we each had to guess, who bats leadoff and who plays second base, the next, generally speaking, if if Nico is out for any period of time with a hamstring injury. Who do you think is batting leadoff and who gets most of the playing time at second base? I'm just curious where everybody thinks like morell's playing time will come. Is it going to be Madrigal at second or is it going to be Morell at second? Um, I, I will, you go, you go I'll ahead, say, go. <laughs> thanks Jared. I will say
2: as far as batting leadoff right now, if you force me to choose right now, I want Ian Hab leading off tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, now, as far as playing second, well, to tell me the matchup for Patrick Wisdom tomorrow at third, and if it if he matches up like matches up well with tomorrow's Flaherty. matchup, Flaherty, yeah, Flaherty. I'm not necessarily sure, yeah, what his arsenal is off the top of my head. But if he has that high velo, um that's not a good matchup for wisdom, in my opinion. Um but my point on that is, is I would like to see morell at second base tomorrow um, and Wisdom at third, just based on the, the pitching matchup. They, I thought Wisdom had a good game tonight. He walked twice and he got a hit, um, and he's been struggling. But I liked his matchup tonight against Michaelis, a guy who doesn't throw high velocity uh, and – you saw what he can do. So, um, I know Flaherty hasn't been very good. The Velo's been down for him, so maybe wisdom's in the in the lineup tomorrow. But um, that's that's kind of my thing. and it and vice versa, if it's a bad matchup for wisdom, then I'd like morell at third, and then you can start magicalable and
1: at, at second in those
2: in those particular. So
1: you're, moments. you're thinking more matchup based than it will be one guy's going to get the second base job. Yeah. if Nico is out for an extended period of time. what do you What do you think, uh, Jared? Yeah, I
3: think that's that's the situation that we're we're probably headed for for at least a little while. Is you're going to go from having that consistent presence at second base in Nico Horner to now it's going to have to be a little bit of plug and play. Really look at the pitching matchup and decide who who is your best fit. You know, tomorrow if it, I could see Madrigal at second, Morel at third. You know, just slide Madrigal over and put Morell in at third, or you know, defensively keep magical where he's been and and have Morel start at second. Um it's but yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be a lot more of that kind of matchup based stuff for a while. And you cross your fingers that, you know, as the internet doctors suggested, uh okay. that the Horner stuff isn't too isn't too severe and you know he's he's able to make a return uh before too long. Cause I, I know a lot of times teams will get really you know, they're very cautious when it comes to this kind of thing. Like yeah. if you feel anything at all, let's get you out of there, especially after a 14 inning game yesterday in the heat, you know, it's, it's, somebody was bound to pull up with, with something. It just, it, it's the way it goes. So um, yeah. But tomorrow is definitely, I think the day that you see morello in the lineup to me, the only question really is, is he a second or is he a third?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't, as far as uh, I saw in the chat, Maggie was saying Wisdom can DH. All of them could DH. I, I Wisdom had a tough play at third today, where the Cubs ended up scoring, or the Cardinals ended up scoring a run on Wilson Contreras' ground ball. But generally, if I had to say who's the best third baseman out of that group, like defensively, it's Wisdom is better than Morel, and he's better than Madrigal at third base. That's just my opinion. So if for me, if if Wisdom's in the game, he's at third base. That, that's how that's how I would do it. Now, the, the question becomes, well, Morrell can also play second, and he could play third, but he could also play outfield. Now, you're gonna, not probably going to put Madrigal in the outfield too much. I can't decide if I want to leave Morell at one position. I'm not worried about Madrigal bouncing from some games at third because he's been okay to some games at second. To even DHing sometimes if that happens. Because I think he's mentally in a place where he's he's been able to do that now. Like, I, I feel like I've seen him accept that role. I think that's one thing that seemed to be hard for Christopher Morrell last year. Like, don't get me wrong, he had 16 home runs and drove in 47 RBI in like a hundred and a handful of games for the Cubs. I know the end wasn't great, but I do think it was difficult for him when he was struggling at the plate defensively to be bouncing around different positions for a young player. He's a really young guy. So I don't know if coming after this great run, he just had you know, 11 home runs in 29 games or whatever it is at Iowa, I don't know if I want him bouncing around. I don't know if I would rather just see him – Play second base and have Madrigal be the guy that bounces around. I know that's, well, that's part of the value in Christopher Morel that he's he's got all these abilities to play all these different positions. But I don't know, I don't know if it's the best thing for him right now.
3: Well, this this Horner thing might end up being I you don't want to say blessing in disguise right. or anything like that. But before the game today, one of the things that Ross talked about quite a bit was the fact that Morel's defensive versatility was an asset. And because one of the main questions was, okay, he's here. We want him to get consistent at bats. There's no sense in calling him up if he's only going to play every, every few days. So what's the path to doing that? And he, Ross talked about like def- defensive versatility. He's, he's flexible. You can move him around a little bit. Maybe though, given the situation with Horner at first, at least you have the opportunity to to let morale play in one spot consistently on defense and maybe that helps him kind of get going at the plate now that he's back up in the majors and get off to a good start. Um, so, you know, who knows? A lot of that's going to depend on are we talking about Horner being out for a few days or a few weeks? We'll wait and see what this this thing looks like tomorrow. But and that was, you know, so much of the reason why Morel um, was called up and then Velasquez was sent down is was, was because. Velasquez doesn't have the same defensive flexibility that Morel does. And so here he is in the majors, but he's not getting enough at bats. We're wasting his time. Send him back to Iowa so that Nelson Velasquez can play every day, bring Morrell up here because it's easier to get Morel into the lineup because you can put him in the outfield, second base, third base, heck, even shortstop in a in a real pinch, I think, if you had to.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say to Luke's point, I actually tend to agree. I'd rather see Morrell play second than I would third, just based off what I have seen from the from him at the major league level. But at the same time, he's more of your prototypical third baseman, at least from the production that you're going to get from him, than Nick Madrigal. So that's what's tough for me. I know he had, at least to, to this point, the defense hasn't been great, especially at third last year. He struggled – uh you know at just being accurate at throwing the ball across the diamond to to whoever is at first base but um you know i that's that that's kind of the big question if the cubs believe that he's gotten better at that then and and he's at third base tomorrow then okay then they they feel good about that and and then we'll see but i do know up the middle and on the infield last year i i always thought he was that was more of a His, uh, you know, he he was a lot more. He looked a lot better at those positions last year than he did at third, in in my opinion. So, I I tend to agree with Luke on that. In terms of just picking a spot for him to play, it's just kind of tough because I think Brendan and Corey have said it a lot about Madrigal. It's like you know you give him credit for playing a a better third base than we all expected, but he just isn't your prototypical third baseman, and so. It's actually better for him to play at second because it like that's more of his position for the type of reduction he's going to bring you, and that makes a little bit more sense. So, you know, but at the same time, we've seen Madrigal go from go from second to third, and
1: he's been fine at it. So I, you know, I, you know who's uh, got this problem? David Ross, David like Ross. the guy that we yes. said in, in the guy we said in spring training will finally start to get a report card from fans, of. Uh, I'm sorry, a fair report card from fans and reporters and exactly critics fair. out there. Like, right? Like, people were starting to judge him, and I think that was unfair early on because he didn't have the players. Well, now he's got some of the players, and he, he he doesn't have the easiest decisions right now. The bull, He's got some bullpen decisions he's working through, and people are wondering, is that the right move? Pinch hitter decisions because he's got some guys on the roster maybe that are still uh, – I don't know if they should be on this roster, and now he's going to have some guys that – aren't exactly your everyday third baseman, aren't exactly your everyday second baseman, and which guys will get the at-bats and which guys will play where. It's going to be real interesting if if Nico's out for any serious stretch of time, what that's like. Now, hopefully this is a scenario that is limited by Nico only being out like a day or two, and it's just a strain. I just didn't like the way he reacted and kind of shouted out as he went from second to third hobbled over I know some people didn't think it was much and say it's not like I didn't like it I didn't like I'm not gonna say it's like you know some horrible injury I have no idea I'm not a doctor I'm not a trainer I'm just telling you I don't know I didn't like it
2: we got a super chat from uh Fernando our good buddy he's at Murphy's and he can't hear us uh but he says that Wilson is dead to him and uh listen Fernando you're one of my favorites so when you come back and listen to this just know that man. Uh have a beer. Didn't miss, I didn't didn't miss Fernando.
3: I I think Wilson is dead to about 30,000 people at Wrigley tonight. So oh, you're in no. you're in uh deep company there. And you know Wilson, I know you guys will probably get into this later but he's really leaned into that oh, yeah. so the role of the heel, I guess that's the no surprise.
1: Yeah, I, I can't say I'm shocked but um he yeah, said he was uh, going to, I guess. Before I, the game, he said, like, he was, he was yeah, asked, he was. are, what are you, you ready to be the villain? He was like, yeah. probably, yeah.
3: probably. So he's – and you know what? He picked his spot because he's a big part of why they won tonight. So he's yeah. part of every run. Yeah, he was. He a run so, and,
1: and knocked in the other two.
3: This was, this was his night, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jared, do you have something coming for us on Morel at allchgo.com?
3: I sure do. Um, You guys will have to, everybody will have to look for it. uh, First thing bright and early tomorrow morning, because our very own Ryan Herrera is going to post something tonight on Wilson Contreras. Um, And so look for, for Ryan's stuff tonight, and then I'll have something on Morel. just kind of providing some more context on what's going on and what some of the reaction was with him being up. And we spoke to him
1: a little bit before
3: the game today. um, So I'll have that up for you guys first
1: thing in the morning. Sounds good. Thanks. Awesome. I know you got a, had a long day, but let you jump off and uh, hopefully Ryan's able to join us uh, before the show's over. But Jared, thanks for, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, the insight on Murrell, uh from the ballpark. Good stuff. And Cody, thanks, guys. I want you to tell me about the ComEd energy efficiency program, because I know you saw those beautiful lights in the outfield up close and personal tonight.
2: Yeah. The grass looked real nice with those, those lights and it, I mean, ComEd has to have, every, have everything to do with that, no doubt. Um, and maybe, perhaps, the Cubs use the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower
1: energy bills now into the futures. Uh, thank you, Cody. Uh, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory, ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Oh, how does it work, Stock? Well, let me tell you, Cody. It's oh, an boy. authorized engineer that works work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually last about two hours. Then within three or four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Oh, comed.com slash poweringbiz, Luke. That's it, Cody. Go ahead and schedule it today
2: so i see everyone in the chat everyone's telling t- uh, telling you or ever i guess joey even too who's our producer today uh to ban me from uh beautiful historic wrigley field because uh they don't <laughs> want to win they don't want to win when i go except they did win on saturday and you know i like i, t- I tweeted the video uh game time forced me into the federal landmark on saturday um and, you know, it worked out. The Cubs won that day. So, game time's going to have to
1: keep forcing me in. Maybe that'll, that'll you know, get the juju going. See, the uh, record's better when you use game time. When you exactly. use 40 free tickets that are just lying around, then. Right.
2: So, if game time gives me, get, sends it. me to, to the federal landmark, then it's free game, right? Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy in theater near near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Like I said, on Saturday game time, totally sent me to the federal landmark. I had a great time. Uh, Nice uh, comeback on Saturday afternoon. Uh, The vibes were immaculate and uh, I have lots of credit to game time for helping me have a really good saturday so uh you know again game time the, the cool thing about it is all you gotta you can just wait until like an hour maybe 30 minutes hell 15 minutes before a game starts and you can get the cheapest tickets than than any other place you can get and that's the, the beauty in game time it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason Uh, You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. You snag the tickets without the stress. With GameTime, download the app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest
1: price, guaranteed. Always a wild card. Barb says, get an inflatable Cody outside the ballpark like the rat at non-union jobs. (laughs) 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 That may be your best one, Barb. That Uh, might be the best one. It really is a
2: wild card.
1: (laughs) I mean, uh, we got a super chat from Ryan Downs. Thanks for the analysis, boys. Uh, 999. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Appreciate your support. And thanks to everybody in the chat that's staying up late. Uh, We know it was a 3-1 loss. Uh, We know Nico Horner got hurt. We know people aren't excited. We know a lot of people were jumping on CHGO Sports because Connor Bedard is probably going to the Blackhawks. They lucked into the number one pick. So we got something good happening in Chicago tonight. Yeah. Uh, Last time I checked, we had 83 people still hanging with us. Appreciate that. Um, If you are listening to this in podcast form tomorrow, uh, thanks for doing that. Make sure you check out the youtube page and subscribe to that so when you get a chance to watch it on youtube you can join in on the live chat because it's always fun we have characters like barb and craig and gary and ron like we have a pretty good crowd that's always there um yeah joe says cody i'm not asking i'm telling you that you are banned all caps <laughs> so i'm
2: one i'm one in five man like one is, in five this is uh... how many of those
1: were free tickets from cory though
2: uh, well, not all of them were free tickets. The one win 40s, was game but, time. We know that. Yeah, not all all of them, except the one win was game time. The others were just free tickets from season ticket holders that I yeah. know. I went yesterday. There's. I I woke up yesterday morning to free tickets in the ballpark app because I was talking to some guy at Murphy's. And he just gave me two free tickets after he learned that I did this podcast. And I was like, what? And I remembered when I woke up this or yesterday morning and was like, wow, that was a great dude. And hopefully he's listening to the show because he said that uh, he that he loves the show. So um, like he realized who I was and it was one of those moments, like one of those cool moments that I rarely have doing this. And right. He said he wasn't going to the game yesterday and said that he was he said take him. So I was like, cool. And then I remember not
1: as nice would be Ryan Downs just offering up a dollar ninety-nine now to keep you away from the ballpark.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean my birthday is on the seventeenth and I always uh like to go on my birthday, but Uh I think I I think I ain't gonna go this year
1: unless Well, that would be your birthday if they lose on your birthday.
2: Yeah. Well, last year special
1: day we started Dell Metrics on your birthday last
2: year, and Morel hit his home run that day too. So like, good things happened on my birthday last year.
1: <laughs> I
2: I don't know. it well, uh, it's just uh, it was a brutal night in terms of uh, you know, you're going in the game with a lot of really good vibes. Honestly, you're coming to not just because Morel was back, but like I know yesterday's loss was tough, but you won the series and you felt good coming in this game with stro i think it's just frustrating stro's just not getting any run support man like he's got an era no. near two and it's like like i'm not gonna get mad at him for giving up one or two runs
1: like i believe it, like, it's less than two runs of support now Hit seven of his eight starts have been quality starts it's the most <laughs> in the national league so i know You look at his record and you go, well, this guy, he's not having a great... No, he's having a really, really, really good year. He's the new... He's 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 not the reason they lost today. No. Absolutely not. It's just, once again, the offense just couldn't get enough punch. And so, going into this game, everybody assumed... Well, there was the morale news, but nobody assumed that was bigger than Wilson's first game back, right? Mm -hmm. Wilson Contreras in a Cardinals uniform after some of the things he has said, which... I understand most of them he directed his, his anger is with the front office. Okay. We we understand that his, his anger is with the people in the front office that said, nah, we don't want to spend 80 some million dollars and we don't really want you to catch moving forward. Jan and some other guys are going to be our future at catching. We want the young pitchers. Thank you for what you've done, what you've meant to the team, but this is it. So now tonight, I think it was a 50-50, okay? I, I think it was a 50-50 split. And even Wilson said that in pregame, before the game, when he was asked, how are people going to react? And he said, 50% are going to love me and 50% are going to boo. And he laughed. Uh, I would... think that's maybe gone at least 80-20 after tonight. Like, oh, yeah. He, he leaned into yeah, 50% is going to be happy. 50% is going to boo me. Wilson Contreras on the fans reacting to him tonight. And, you know, it's funny because before the game, he also had really nice things to say about Cubs fans. Um, they played the video that I know you tweeted out the video from the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, he got teary-eyed watching it. He was thankful to um, his teammates for for applauding. I saw Stroman applauding on on the mound for him. And he said, you know, the, I'm always going to love Cubs fans. Is basically what he said before the game, but man, he heard those boos, and, and it was pretty, how did it sound at the ballpark? Was it, was his <laughs> were the booze as dominant as they sort of sounded on the broadcast. I could see people standing and applauding him. Like it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't a full ballpark. First of all, like to start the game, yeah. it was kind of a sparse crowd. It was a cold it night. Seemed like the boos were louder than the cheers to me. Uh, after his first at bat, yeah, first it's going at bat, up to going up to bat for the first time. What was the what was the was it booing or cheering? I would say it was mixed. Okay, and then In after my, that, it was all booing. Yeah,
2: after that, after his first at bat, he got he got thoroughly booed
1: <laughs> well and i think, he, I, I think he, a lot this of it first to, basin was yeah pumping his fist going down I, to first i
2: think a lot of it has to do with like the way like he the what he the action he was doing on the bases and stuff i'm like listen i ain't like we say luke i ain't gonna tell people how to cub like i just know that the more fans boo the more it's only gonna make him want to play better like we saw that enough <laughs> uh here That's why fans in Milwaukee hated him. That's why White Sox fans hate him. And you know, whatever I, I am, um, I don't feel any different about the Cubs letting him go. Just that because of this one game, when the the Cardinals are now twelve and twenty four, and they are six and seventeen as with him as their starting catcher, who's now after the, all those storylines coming out of St. Louis this past weekend, he's not, not going to be our, our starting little. catcher anymore. It no. took them 30 some games to figure out that he shouldn't be their starting catcher. The Cubs were right on this move and that's fine. All right? Yeah, he can hit. I never said he wasn't going to hit any any hit. And he almost hit one out off Stroh. Like hmm. I uh again, I I didn't boo him. I uh, you know, I I didn't applaud or boo in the first first at bat because I was recording the video. Um, no. But then the second and third at bat, I didn't do anything either. Just because, like, I personally don't – I don't – as as much as the things that he said in the offseason, putting out that stupid Players Tribune article, like, as much as all that shit pissed me off, like, I ain't going to f- – I'm not going to pour gas on a fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, it's just not me. But, again, I – you want to boo? Go ahead, man. But just know that's how Wilson is. So
1: well, he's 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 super emotional, and it's it's funny because as a Cubs fan, you can't forget the fact this guy hit a home run in Game Six of the NLCS to send the Cubs to the World Series. Yeah. Like, there's no denying he was a huge part of great Cubs teams, the best mm. Cubs teams. Like he. He, he was, at times, the heartbeat of the Cubs. Just like King Noah, he was kind of that same energy guy. Javi and Wilson were the same type of energy player uh, that fans loved. Um, it didn't end the way any of them wanted it to end. It didn't end the way Javi wanted it to end, or Rizzo, or Bryant, or Contreras. Contreras is, was probably the ugliest because it was drawn out the most to me. And I guess. I, I know some people think he was done dirty and uh, maybe he was done dirty if you don't consider that it's a business. Like if he, he was with them his whole career, if Wilson didn't want $85 million, he'd still be on the Cubs because he'd be a DH on the team somewhere. That's That's how I feel. So I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all for wanting it. He got the Cardinals to give him over $80 million. Like I would never... As a fan, personally, I'm not telling you how to do it. If I were a fan, I wouldn't boo Wilson Contreras because he took money and actually took it from the Cardinals. Who wouldn't take eighty five million? I'd go play for the Cardinals for eighty five million dollars. I I'd go pay for, play for five hundred thousand dollars from the Cardinals. Yeah. So, so I can't tell you that, but <laughs> the truth, the truth is, while pretty much everything he had said to this point, I felt like. This is a guy that's mad that he gave his heart and soul to an organization that gave him a shot and he'll always be thankful for that. But he felt that they did him wrong, which I understand from his perspective that most of the anger from him was at the Cubs. I don't think anybody else was giving him 85 million by the way. So that's forget that he took that from the Cardinals. He took it from anybody that was going to give him 85 million. Maybe it was the Cardinals. Yes, it was, but Tonight, this stuff, that's going to turn off some fans. He did it every time he was on the base pass. So he can't say, I'm going to love Cubs pants forever. Sure he does, but he also likes to give it back to you, just like a little brother and a big brother go back and forth. So That's why I've been trolling him on Twitter.
2: You're going to get
1: this. (laughs) I I hope he's ready for it because in the bad times, he's going to hear it good and loud now because – Ask Ryan Terrio how much he's loved as a Cub fan anymore. It doesn't go over real well. And I'm not saying they meant the same thing to this organization, but Gerard, thank you for agreeing with me. I appreciate that. Uh, He specifically targeted the fans tonight after crying and getting emotional and telling them, I love you. I'll always love you. I saw at least three different times during the game that he was egging on the fans. Yeah. And, (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, that's the way everybody wants it. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I, I, it was
2: I won't lie, like I enjoyed in a way I enjoyed like watching it like play out just because like I just wanted to see it, it was like popcorn. I was like sitting there with popcorn at a movie theater <laughs> almost. Of course it wasn't for like it, I didn't want to see it happen, like how it happened, but like you know like i knew that there will be a game or two maybe three where contreras has good games against the cubs like it's i'm not stupid um but yeah i even got a even got a little bit of that tonight swanson had a hu- a really nice play at shortstop to to get uh, to to get him at first and you know the fans gave it back to him like yeah. it's going to be like that for the next 5 years whatever my big thing with contreras though like him being a DH for the Cardinals every single day, until further notice at least, is is awful for them. It, it is awful for them in terms of like blocking certain players
1: that they have. It's a bad signing. You can't give that yeah. much money to a guy that's just going to – if you're going to have him just DH and kind of occasionally back up catch or play outfield, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Right. And there was one particular inning where
2: the Cardinals had a chance to add on – in an insurance run. And it was still one to one or two to one, whatever. And instead of one of their good bats, it was their catcher, uh, is it Kent Kinszer? Ken- Kinsler, um yeah. who had who came up I'd with two say, outs. Yeah. I think it was the inning that Boxberger came in. He gave up a leadoff double, and it came down to Kinsler having to come in and um, you know, get the big hit and he didn't do it. The guy's hitting below 200. He's not a good hitter. He's definitely in there for defense only. And hey, as as us having to watch Gomes and um Barnhart, I know Gomes has had he's off to a really nice start offensively. That's surprised a lot of us. But again, like that's the downfall of them DHing Wilson Contreras because it they, they got other guys they want to play. Yep. And so it's going to be interesting to see them manage how many games he's actually going to play because they want to play other guys too, if they really aren't going to play him at catcher. So to me, again, they won tonight. It's one game in May. Fine. Great. Congratulations. You're still 12 and 24 and you still have a catching problem, bro. Like <laughs> I'm fine. I I really am in terms of like where we're at right now. Now, would I be surprised the Cardinals get their shit together and start, finally start playing like the roster they have is supposed to play I would not be surprised I've had a lot of fun watching them really suck it up it looked like one of the worst teams in baseball but I'm, I'm I would not be surprised if if that roster gets it together they're too talented to be this bad so um I'm just trying to give people in the chat people listening a little per- perspective like I don't feel any different about the Cubs not having Wills Contreras I don't think it was a mistake I think it was the right move and what he did tonight was not surprising just
1: because you knew he was gonna. You knew he was yeah. gonna do something like this. Uh, Rhonda and Vanilla Chill agree with me. I appreciate that. I I just know that Cody. Let me let me ask you this. So uh, again, we we already had at least twenty five percent of the fans that I would hear from would say he's dead to me, right? <laughs> yeah. And and that was just for things he said and the Players Tribune article and all those things after because people were everybody still loved Wilson when they thought he was going to be traded at the trade deadline. Then it, then it got to this point. Then, then he went to the Cardinals. Then he said a few things Then he wrote some articles, (laughs) which again, I'll be honest with you. I don't blame him for saying any of that stuff because you want, you're trying to convince a new fan base who hated you for your entire career to all of a sudden love you. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, that's the route he went, but tonight, when he started egging on the fans, I'm telling you. And somebody in the chat was ch- uh, trying to see who it was here back here. I think it was Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was talking about Dexter Fowler. Not not the same. Dex- Dexter Fowler never came back with, with Cardinal played for the Cardinals and was egging on Cubs fans <laughs> specifically for booze. I'm curious if when this all – let's just say this continues. Now, every time Wilson plays the Cubs – that he feels this negativity building and he, you know, he thrives on it. He loves a little showmanship that is he going to do this stuff, egging on the booze, just like Javi did when he went to the South side and said, I love it, bring it on, bring it on. If this continues for five more years with the Cardinals, will Wilson Contreras, World Series Wilson Contreras, guy that took him to the NLCS got him to the world series will he be welcome back at Cubs convention when it's all said and done (laughs) I never I never thought I would think that but I'm telling you I can see this the way Wilson is yeah I could see this snowballing in a fashion that it's possible he he's gonna have plenty of money he's not gonna need to go to Cubs convention that but like I could see himself actually for 5 years egging this on enough that I don't know the answer he should be but I wouldn't have expected him to egg on the fans tonight either.
2: Yeah, I mean I I I, I mean for the sake of my sanity I hope tonight is the only night that he does that or or at least just this series or maybe it's just this year. I don't know. But
1: See, I do the, the, also already think- says, Oh yeah, no, he's good. He's he'd come back for what if for five years, he egged on Cubs fans. I, I think it just depends on how good the Cardinals are over the next five years. I think, I think that matters. Guys, Bruce Suter was a great Cubs reliever back in the day once. Mm-hmm. And he went into the hall of fame with the Cardinals. And one of the most famous Cubs games ever is because Ryan Sandberg hit these homers off of Bruce Suter. Nobody thinking about the great days of Bruce, except for maybe Barb. Nobody's thinking about the great days of Bruce Suter in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say for a hundred percent that Wilson, when it's all when his career's over, will come back into the Cubs family and it'll be all love again.
2: I think if he I doesn't, doesn't win will, a world but series, I don't. if he doesn't win a World Series with the Cardinals, I think I think people will probably let it go.
1: Time heals. <laughs> What if Time the cards play some meaningful, meaningful games down the stretch the next couple of years? Yeah. And Wilson's at the heart of it and he's tearing your heart out and he's egging on the fans. Right. Will you change on that? Uh, I just,
2: uh, I think that, again, I think that the Cardinals have a real situation. If they can't find a way to make him a better catcher, Then they're in trouble, man, because like they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to afford to D.H. Contreras all the time if they want to place a lot of their other guys. Where are they going to find room for Jordan Walker, their top prospect, who's a top five prospect in baseball? Where are they going to find ways to play some of these other dudes? They can make a trade. You want to make another dumb trade, sending Zach Gown and uh, Sandy Alcantara for Marcelo Zuna like trade you want to do another dumb trade like that again just because you can't play some of the dudes i mean good luck to you i i, I i'm again it's it's one game one series we're in may like
1: i i don't Hold on, cody i don't you're care. gonna you're gonna want to read this chat demetrius says you guys talking about that 2016 world series just like chicago bears 1985 talking about the past all the time that's That's what Chicago lives like in the past. Demetrius, where are you from? (laughs) Who are you a fan of? Are you a Cardinals fan trolling? (laughs) Are you a White Sox fan trolling? It's only one of the two. It's only one of the two. And just tell me when's the last time those two teams won the World Series. Get back to me, Demetrius. Uh, (laughs) Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. For the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and an affordable price. Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. A pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. They build play sets for pediatric cancer patients, to also providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners right now, even Demetrius. Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. ShadyRays.com using the code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Now, one great thing about tonight is FUBO TV. If you got it like I do, you can be watching multiple things multiple times. In fact, Cody can put it on his phone, go to the ball game, and still watch things like the draft lottery for Connor Bernard and the Blackhawks. Or maybe you want to watch the NBA playoffs. Maybe you want to watch the upcoming PGA Championship or the French Open or just Cubs baseball on marquee. Well, you can stream live TV from any device. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Start watching right away with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch local teams while traveling. Lots of events coming up. Like I said, PGA championship almost here, French Open, but you can always watch the Cubs on marquee with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of FUBO Pro. Cut the cable cord and still watch the Cubs with FUBO TV. I think we have one Ryan Herrera from beautiful historic Wrigley Field. Yes, yeah, you got me? You got me? Yeah, we got you. And so you got all the you've got all the juice on Wilson Contreras. Um I'm curious what his teammates thought of everything. I mean obviously Nico's a huge storyline that we want to hear about too, but I'm curious on the, on the on the Wilson thing. What did they think of the egging on? What did they think of the ovation? All of it?
0: Well, I mean, the, the, it wasn't something that was talked about much post game. Yeah. Uh, I you know, not to put words into their mouths, but I don't think that, a f- you know, I don't, I don't think his teammates truly care about that. I know David Ross said something post game about like, basically just didn't want to comment on it. Uh, yeah. on, the, on the, he said something like, you know, maybe he doesn't know uh, different teams have different celebrations and maybe that was toward his teammates and just didn't want to comment on it, it, it Talking to Wilson game, it was pretty clear that it was, you know, just tra- yeah, trying to egg on the, the Cubs yeah. fans, especially the ones that were booing him, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what Wilson thrives off of. And that's what he th- thrived off of his whole Cubs career was getting under people's skin and, and getting reactions from opposing fan bases. And, uh, you know, he, he, he did talk about a lot, like how much he loves the Cubs fans and respects the Cubs fans and, and, you know, just what they meant to him. Uh, throughout his Cubs career. He talked about that a lot pregame, but it's also like he gets in the game and the opposing fans are booing him. Like he's going to, he's going to egg them on a little bit. And I don't think anyone should be just completely shocked by it. Um, I, I don't know. I was amused by it and, you know, he was smoking the ball. So if anything, he kind of deserves to, to do that a little bit. But I, I think one thing I, I, one thing I hope comes from today's game is just like, some kind of closure, I guess. You know, Wilson, you know, pregame apologized somewhat to for for some of the things he said or did. You know, to you know, apologize to any fans who were hurt by it because he doesn't want to upset the fan base. He loves his fan base again. Um so that's kind of where an apology came from. Uh if you know fans that wanted to boom were able to boom today. And you know he's a cardinal now as so you can't change that. So if I don't know. People can finally move on. If this helps people move on, like that's a good thing to come from it, I guess. Like it's, I think, um, you know, he did some special things here and and should hold a place in Cubs fans' hearts, I guess, for what he was able to accomplish here. And you know, just let that be. But also, if you want to boo him because he's a Cardinal, like boo him because he's a Cardinal. You know, it, it, I think it can all be in good fun to not like Wilson now because he's a Cardinal, but to appreciate what he did in Chicago.
1: I hope it is good. It's it's certainly not a life or death or or really serious topic. I think it's sort of funny um, that Wilson goes on this roller coaster of emotions, right? Like you said, he actually took the time to apologize and, and say, "I'm sorry if I upset anybody. I didn't mean to say it, you know." Yeah, but a lot of people didn't hear it, so because it was right before the game. So they did boo him, and then his reaction to the booing was not to just let them boo and say, "Well, they'll hear my reaction after the game." It was exactly the opposite, and to go right back after him, not once, not twice, but three different times. So, I don't know. It was kind of fun. What 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 do we have on Nico? I, I, he's getting an MRI. Is that right? Uh, I mean, that's
0: a question that, Jerry. I was in I was in the Cardinals clubhouse talking to. It sounds like an MRI. It sounds like an MRI. It's just you know, yeah. From- that, from, from hearing what hearing what's come out of the Cubs post game, they're going to evaluate him and see how he feels. You know, I, if they're going to get him an MRI, they're going to get him an MRI. Um, you know, he you know came around second and pretty be like a quarter of the way, a third of the way down the line is when he kind of pulled up. And um, you know, I don't know. Like, trying to remember the play in my head, I don't know that he scores. Had he not pulled up from. Where he was at but he, he you could tell like he was very slow to get to third base on a double um yeah. so it's it's concerning for sure um but you know we won't know any uh we'll really have an update for that until
1: the morning or till tomorrow afternoon when we get here so you're gonna be writing about the wilson thing i want to ask you just an opinion just like cody where do you think this plays out how, how does it play out the next five years with him on the Cardinals? How, how do you think it goes down? Do you think it, the 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 intensity of booing and egging egging each other on will continue, or will it die down after just one game and just go back to being like anybody else? Because it's not yeah. we haven't seen Javi have the opportunity, and Javi didn't leave the same way and say things that Wilson did, yeah. right? Like. Wilson's was a more bitter departure than than hobbies was for sure yeah well
0: like like I said I hope that people that were angry at Wilson can find a little bit of way to move on after this uh, as far as how the next five years go I I can imagine like like he's you know he's he's the guy that left and went to the Cardinals right like I can imagine people continuing to boo him again you know in good fun I think but like I can I can still picture him being that villain role and playing that villain role for the Cardinals because that's who he is. He's he's the guy that's going to get under other teams' skin and um, yeah. I think I think you'll see Cubs fans boo him when he's here, especially when he does well like he did today. Um, and I think if you know he hears boos, like he'll welcome them because that's you know, that's just who Wilson is. And yeah, he's on a different team now. He's gonna I, I think he's fine if if people boo him in Chicago because he's on a different team now.
1: I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I really am. I'm looking forward to his at bats just to see what happens. Cause I think it's fun drama one way or another. No.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was waiting for Cody to chime in. Uh, I haven't, I haven't gotten to hear from him today and <laughs> hear his thoughts, but he, Cody was here. Cody saw Cody didn't do, live, he didn't do you know, the, but he, but he saw live the fan yeah. reaction, right. And maybe it was just one day and maybe he'll get, all cheers tomorrow. Like, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to predict the future, but like there could be some booze and I think it'll be fine. I
2: I really do think it was very mixed in the first Mm -hmm. one, but then it was a lot of booze after that. And, you know, today I uh, went with our social media director, Casey, and walked around the ballpark for a video that we're making and talked to fans, just asking them questions about Will Contreras. Like, what would you say to him if you, if you had the chance to talk to him or, is he dead to you, or is he a Cub for life? And it was a lot of mix. There were people that that were like, "Oh, I was at his first game where he hit the home run on Father's Day, and like, I can't ever not love that guy." And then there were other people who were like, "That guy thought that guy thought about <laughs> putting on a Cardinals uniform before, uh, you know, even being done with the
1: Cubs." And this yeah. was before cool. his first at bat, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was before I did this, he had egged
2: on I did this pregame. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Imagine what it'd be <laughs> tomorrow. I, I think. I think the the mix, the mix of booze and so and cheers, I think will be again tomorrow in the first at bat, and then you'll probably get booze after that. I think for at least for this first series, it'll be a lot of what yeah. we saw today.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, hey, I again, I can imagine he's the villain on the Cardinals now, right? Like, he's going to get booed oh. by the Cubs fans. Like, that's, just, that's how it goes. This is Cubs fans booed Yadier Molina for years or holes whatever. Like, they're going to boo Wilson Contreras, even though he's a former Cub because, you know, he's the villain now. So they're going to boo him, and I I think he's okay with that. I think he's okay that knowing that – I think he's okay as long as he – as long as Cubs fans understand, like, what he means to them or what they mean to him, I think he's okay if they boo
1: him.
2: Yeah. All I know is the Cardinals are 12 and 24 and they got
1: a serious catching problem. Boom. Roasted. Well, there you go. Ryan's going to have a lot uh, on Wilson Contreras's return at all CHGO.com. Uh, that'll be coming up tonight. We still quickly have who you got. I do want to sit down tomorrow and figure out who won these last games that we've been picking on. Like we have oh, some that are up that in the air, but I've got, mean. I got everything written down. I got everything written down. What day, what stats guys had. Tonight, uh, I'm trying to think who everybody had. I, I believe I had Hap.
0: I had Bellinger. I took nervous uh, and he just Mervis. walked. And, Co- and Corey had Nico.
1: Yes. Corey and had Nico. Nico. All right. Let's I would say it's now. either Hap or Bellinger. And, and we chain one, right? One for four, one Cody Bellinger. Hap got a walk. I was Hap, one for three with a walk.
2: I think they both got their their hits in the first inning and then
1: yeah. <laughs> just I did reach base one extra time. I did reach base extra time, but I also my guy also struck out one extra time. But the yeah. walk I would say the walk being on base twice probably I would say I would
0: say walking instead of putting the ball in play with a man on second and third. Could be a, well, little, a little, could be a strike against him. would've against had a
2: would have got a sack fly if he just would have <laughs> hit it a
0: little bit farther or, or <laughs> like
2: maybe a magical further. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: from my from my vantage point, I don't know that Nico makes that makes it home on that one really. Um like Magical got thrown out pr- by a pretty good amount and I don't know that Nico makes up for it. Um yeah. but maybe yeah, maybe if Bellinger hit it like a hundred feet further, like yeah. <laughs> he would have got he would have got magic all in or um i don't know i'm just, not
2: we haven't talked about it but i'm not mad about the send just considering how the game was going i guess i'm if i'm annoyed or i'm bothered it's just the fact that i think nico would have scored if he just didn't get hurt round in second uh,
0: you mean he would have got he would have scored on that play had he not yeah because like that?
2: That, that ball bounced good. really far away from the left fielder donovan and he was he was halfway around second on his way to third and he hadn't he wasn't even to the ball yet i think Nick, i think horner scores on that ball in my opinion of course we don't we're yeah. never going to know but i'm just saying that that was just a tough moment or a, of tough luck i guess you could call it uh with horner getting hurt and, and you know it worked in the cardinals favor so um that kind of ended up being that, like – that kind of really killed any momentum they had in that game. They didn't really do much of anything on offense after that. They
1: just had opportunities. It was just like Sunday. Vanilla uh, mm-hmm. Chill says, belly didn't cash in with the bases loaded. goes to Hap. <laughs> I mean, I had Hap. Hey, we'll go with, we'll with the Hap. Did Joey take
2: Amaya? <laughs> he didn't do anything either. Or I <laughs> he guess didn't. Barnhart. He Barnhart did actually,
1: walked. <laughs> Joey goes to 0-3. He did take Amaya. Did he? <laughs>
0: Still was on the air, Joe. You'll get the.
1: Hey, Amaya. The I was
2: really impressed with Amaya's at bat against Helsley, even though he didn't do anything. He just he. It was a really long at bat, and he had eight or nine pitches. And a guy who's coming from Double A and going up a, a, against an All Star reliever like that. Yeah. Um. You know. You got in games like this. You take any positive or silver lining from anything. I.
0: Well, especially when it's a rookie, right? Yeah,
2: not even a full yeah. Specifically for him, yeah, yeah. What going into that bat, he had eight major league at bats, and and he went up against one of the best relievers in the game, and battled. I was I was impressed with that. I don't know. I know a lot of people were talking about Amaya and like, you know, is he going to go back to Double A or probably Triple A when Gomes is ready? I lean yes, but. He has impressed me. And I, you know, I really love the quote that Wozneski said about yeah. Gomes over the week or not Gomes, uh, Amaya over the weekend. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because he hasn't done anything to, I guess, say that or show that he needs to go back down because he just, uh, you know, you can see why he was once a top 100 prospect mm-hmm.
1: in baseball. Joe Girardi said nice things about his, um, pitch framing and all those things on the broadcast too. So from a former catcher, former manager, um, not just a pitcher, but um, a lot of people saying good things about Miguel Amaya so far. All right. We are back for post game tomorrow. Barb, we will be live after the game. We'll try to be on right after the game. As soon as the game is over again, Ryan's got an article coming out tonight on Wilson Contreras. Jared's got one coming out in the morning on Christopher Morrell. Cubs will try and even up the series against the Cards tomorrow. We'll be here for postgame. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And until tomorrow, well, you can fly the W. They didn't win, but we'll still fly the W, and we'll see you tomorrow.